This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. So welcome to another exciting episode of the Ultimate Global Podcast. Um, it's a special series of episodes on personal growth and networking. Um, and I think this theme perfectly fits the speaker for today uh, because I've been completely inspired and encouraged by the energy that Kaylee possesses uh, as a networking person. Um, she came here to Australia as an immigrant and the way she has built a wonderful and a large network in Sydney and Australia in, g- in general, I think it's phenomenal. Um, and a lot of people who are staying within their own countries generally are not able to build that kind of a network. So I'm here to talk about an interesting concept, um, which I kind of uh, came to know when I met uh, Kelly a few months ago uh, of 100 lunches with 100 strangers. So she was on this uh, mission to have 100 lunches with 100 strangers so that she can network with uh, strangers in a new country uh, and kind of, uh, you know, build relationships with people. Uh, so that uh, she can make new friends and socialize with people. And now she has uh, grown this idea to the next level. So, Kelly, welcome to this podcast. I would like to tell you, you know, uh, I would like to give you the floor to tell our audience a bit more about, uh, you know, how you came up with this idea and what is this whole concept of 100 lunches with 100 strangers? First of all, thank you so much for having me here today. Um, 100 Lunches is like a movement that helps people to connect on a deeper, meaningful level and also just really just to connect people together because you never know when your next life-changing connection is going to be made and one connection can change your life. And how I started the journey, like you mentioned before, immigrants, lacking confidence, and I just want to find a way to to get out of my comfort zone and that was the idea that I had and from there it turned the personal challenge turned into a book turned into a TEDx speech turned into a movement now and now we're doing lots of events like how I met you I think last last month now in Sydney and we're also doing events in Melbourne and online virtual events and the goal is very simple just to connect and grow together. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Now, you touched based upon a very important thing, Kelly. You said coming out of your comfort zone. A lot of the international people or, you know, if people are coming from one country to another country, it's not so easy for them to socialize with people uh, from other cultures. Um, and I think that's something which I keep on stressing a lot in my life that, you know, you should always try to experience other cultures so that you kind of experience something new when you are in a new country. So when you say comfort zone, what do you mean by coming out of your comfort zone in terms of networking and meeting new people? I think like you touch on as an immigrants, international students at that time, it's very easy to fall to that trap of just hang out with people that's almost identical to you, you know, same country, same language. And the I don't see any major problem with that. I mean, that's comfortable and we feel good with each other and we make friends and life was okay then but what I realized is that if you get out of your comfort zone and you know go out to meet people from different culture different background different industry different age group etc you really gain new perspective in life you know life definitely become better <laughs> that way um, and we grow much much faster and when you mentioned about getting out of your comfort zone 
I don't know. Because at the beginning, when I first started the journey, it was uncomfortable for me. In fact, it's more than uncomfortable. It was scary for me. But just like most things in life, when you first started doing, you get scared, it's uncomfortable. But if you're doing it again and again and again, then you get more comfortable doing that. And now I found it enjoyable. That's something that I love doing every day. Absolutely. And, you know, we might touch base upon um, the strangers that you have met for lunches. Uh, So would you like to tell a bit more about um, you know, the backgrounds that those strangers came from, the countries, the nationalities, the backgrounds, um, and um, anything new that you learned out of uh, those experiences? Well, you know, were there any good and bad experiences that you had while you met those strangers? Oh, wow. There are so many questions there. I believe that's a good saying that we are who we are five years from now, except for the books that we read and the people that we meet. So from there, I... I can't even tell you who are those people because now I had maybe 400 lunches with strangers now, one-on-one lunch with, you know, food in front of us, um, face-to-face lunches. And they are all variety of different backgrounds from the youngest that I had, I think will be students, um, maybe 18, 19 year old, the oldest, I think maybe 87, 88, definitely retired. I don't know how old they are, but I didn't ask. But, you know, a wide range of age group. Nationality-wise, it's just variety, really, <laughs> um, from all sorts of different backgrounds. So, yeah, um, very interesting um, journey. And from there, my whole life changed. You know, my my career changed, my perspective, my mindset changed, and everything changed. So I can't even tell you <laughs> what are the benefits because it's just so, so many. Um, so I meant to say that when you were meeting those people, um, were you able to take some lessons out of that in your own life? Uh, maybe you met an individual and you said, oh, wow, that was unique. Um, I think I can do this in my life as well. So were there any good experiences that you, you know, you, you also learned from some other people on your way to having lunches? I think everyone's got their own story. So it really depends on who I had lunch with. Like, for example, I met, um, you know, a cancer survivor and then he shared his story with me and showed me, you know, how really life can change in a second and, um, how we need to be grateful with life and appreciate life even more. And I've had lunch with people from different professions. So I think last week I shared a little bit about how I had lunch with an anesthetist and he's like one of the most dangerous professions ever, I believe. <laughs> it's like our third lunch already. And it's just so interesting to hear what he can do and, you know, the, the insider information from his industry. And tomorrow I'm going to have lunch with the first time with a radio announcer with Luke. Um, and I don't know, just hearing from people's different story and learning from them. And yeah, so, so, so many life lessons. And from there, my best friend now is from lunches. My mentor is from lunches. Another mentor is through, you know, again, lunch invitation and business partners through lunches. And they also invite me to other investors and, people i don't know just so many benefits <laughs> and and when did you decide that this kind of uh, initiative can also be taken to uh to the business level and you can have a business idea out of it where maybe you can start organizing some events um you can 
potentially convert this as uh, as a good business idea so is, is that something which which is on the cards um, or you think that has already been taken care of uh yeah i think things just evolve over time it was definitely not the plan when i first started but after i share my story and publish the book then more people doing the lunch with strangers then i realized that this is not a standalone success story anyone who actually took the leap of faith and do it and have lunch with strangers grow the network they actually have very similar results. They the network expanded. They have a lot more opportunities in life, and they're doing things that they never thought was possible. And from there, I thought, okay, why don't we encourage more people to do so? So that's how we, because a lot of people go like, where am I going to find the strangers for lunch? And you know, it's not an easy journey. So that's why we start to host events and help people to grow and connect together. Up. Uh- any advice, Kelly, that you might give to uh, international students or, you know, international people who are coming uh, to Australia in general? Uh, in specific, I would like to ask for Australia because I'm sure that we have got a lot of listeners from Australia. But, uh, you know, people going from one country to another country, any advice that you will give them to, uh, you know, not to stay within their own community or probably network more with other people? Do you have any tips for them? Um, really stay open for opportunities because opportunities don't just come and knock on your door. We really need to be proactive. Um, I think there's research saying that 80% of the jobs in the markets are not on, you know, advertisement is purely from networking and, you know, word of mouth. So if you're looking for jobs, definitely, if you're looking for opportunities, definitely keep meeting people. But more importantly, I think the biggest benefits for me was getting inspirations from people and learning from other people. That's helped my personal growth so much that I feel like I'm a different person now. <laughs> uh, so just just keep meeting people. And networking is not something that if we do it today, we can get the benefit tomorrow. Yes, yeah, sometimes it's like that when we're lucky, then we meet someone and then they gave us, I don't know, a connection or a job or I don't know, something. But most of the time, it takes time to nurture. So it takes, you know, many, many, many months or even years to build a network. And you see exponential results from that. So start early, start young, and you will definitely <laughs> thank yourself for doing that. I think the ROI is massive um, for, for starting early. Absolutely. And I also believe that uh, you, do, you should not go to any event or you should not go to any particular initiative just to get a value out of it. Uh, what I've found from my personal experiences in Australia is I've just gone everywhere. <laughs> um, I've thrown myself out everywhere uh, without having any filters, uh, without having any expectations, but I've got hundred times in return. Um, and I think that is really, really, really good when you don't apply filters uh, and you don't uh, try to have certain expectations from people. Uh, uh, so just go out there and express yourself, isn't it? Absolutely. So networking is all about giving and helping each other and making meaningful connections. That's why I said start early and start young so that you can meet someone and make some, you know, make some real friends before you need them or you, they can help you or you can help them in any way so that it's a lot more genuine, authentic connections from yes. there and like you mentioned no expectation just go in there and see what happens they are the best connections yeah 
Of course, and I think one of the questions uh, people might want to know that uh, you seem to be a very inspirational person uh, with the kind of things that you're doing in terms of your 100 lunches. Are there any other things other than uh, outside of this that you are doing to uh, focus on your personal growth and development? Oh, absolutely. I spent a lot of time to grow and learn from other people. Um, now, five years, four and a half years into the journey, I still spend a lot of time to learn and grow and read and attending seminars and um, yeah, and learning from other people. So yes, absolutely. And so what I'm doing now, other than growing the brand, which I'm speaking a lot. So going on stages, become a keynote speaker, motivational speaker, and inspire other people to connect. That's one. And coaching, I help people to connect and grow and build a personal brand so that they can become the best version of themselves and spread the message. That's something I'm passionate about as well. And also, like you mentioned, hosting events to connect people together. That's something I love doing and I find so fulfilling seeing the magic happens when you connect to people together. And by the way, I think hosting events is always very difficult. Um, I consider that you need a lot of confidence um, to make sure that you can host an event. Um, <laughs> I've, re I've recently started organizing my meetups in Sydney, which are face-to-face. -face. Uh, it takes a lot of efforts, you know, in terms of organizing the things, bringing people together, making sure that everything is going right, making sure that you are on time all the time. Um, so... You know, there are so many things that you have to consider. So any things that you have learned in terms of organizing events, I'm sure that a lot of the lot of people out there are, you know, event organizers. Um, and I'm sure with your little bit of experience, you have gained this, uh, you know, kind of skill. Uh, you might have learned something new as well, isn't it? Absolutely. I think since I started the journey, I hosted at least 200 events for the last few years, both pers in person and virtual. I think the more you do, the better you become just like anything in life, really. Um, if you do it more often, then you kind of have a process in place and you know what to do, what not to miss and um, follow the process to to get to the events. Um, tips that I can give. I think this is, like you mentioned, this is really hard work. Like I remember the first time I hosted 100 lunches events in Melbourne, um, I didn't eat for 22 hours in a row. And when I started eating at dinner, I'm like, I'm starving because during the whole event, I was just looking after my guests, make sure everything went well and doing, you know, photos and talking to them and engaging with all my guests. And then after that, we had, you know, such a fun day and, you know, chatting after. So yeah, there's, there are lots of things to look after. But again, this is one of the most fulfilling things that I can do that I, I really, really enjoy. Um, so just like most things in life, you know, it's not easy, but the why or the motivation kept us going so that so we can keep doing what we do. Do I have uh, any I, tips you can share? I don't know. Sorry, keep, sorry. Um, I think one of the questions that I definitely wanted to ask you is on your card games. Um, so Kaylee <laughs> has invented her card games, uh, which are meant to have deep conversations with people. And I have tried that two times in my meetup groups. Uh, it yeah. has worked pretty well. I have met six strangers randomly, and then we played the card games and we came to know some new facts about each other. Last week, I also organized this game with my Australian team here uh, in Sydney when mm -hmm. we were all meeting together for the first time. Um, and everyone enjoyed the game. Everyone had wonderful conversations and they thanked me for organizing that game because you know I was given the 
uh, initiative to organize an icebreaker. So I thought, you know, why not take Kaylee's idea into it? So would you like to tell a bit more about those uh, cards and how did you come up with that? Ta-da! I love these cards. These are playing cards, just like poker cards. And in each card, you have like two questions, two deep questions and one um, would you rather question. So three questions in each card. So 52 cards are 156 questions in total. And I love them because a lot of people ask me, what do you talk to strangers about? Um, And what I hate is small talks that are meaningless, you know. How's the weather today? What's happening in the weekend? How do you feel about, I don't know. There there are lots of like superficial topics um, that I believe can be gone and go straight to the deep conversation because it's a deep conversation, the conversation that we don't usually talk about or share with people that can connect us together much better. And some people, they'll be like, I don't know what question to ask. I don't know how to go from, you know, those small talks into a deep conversation. That's how I come up with this idea of having this deep conversation cut. So it's not too awkward. It's easy to carry. We can take these everywhere. And we just start playing cards and ask people these questions to have much better connections. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, and I think uh, people might want to know when is your next event and uh, what are you offering other than the cards um, in the next event? Is it in Sydney or Melbourne? I don't know yet, <laughs> but stay tuned. Please send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. Um, it will be either Melbourne or Sydney, but definitely in 2023, we will host more events. It's just because there's so much happening at the moment. So we don't have the solid dates planned, but we will do more events in Melbourne and Sydney and make it more fun and, yeah, meaningful for everybody to join. And Kelly will also be offering, you know, some new merchandise uh, from 100 Lunches with 100 Strangers. She's just come up with the cards and maybe some clothes and different kind of (laughs) merchandise that she's going to come up with. So just get excited for all those things. Um, But thank you so much, Kelly. I really love this discussion and I'm sure that people people will enjoy this uh, particular episode when it is out. Um, And I hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as I did. Yeah, of course I did. Thank you. It was nice talking to you and let's catch up for lunch. Thank you so much, Kelly. Have a lovely day. You too. Bye. This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. 